Welcome to Social Media, the Invisible Enemy, a Vitz Vuvuzela podcast. I'm your host, Razin Gatta, and today we will be talking about social media and the addiction that comes from it. It affects so many different aspects of a person's life, and it has a different impact on each individual. In this podcast, we dive a little deeper into the impact it has, from relationships to spirituality and even mental health. We will be joined by experts as well as students who will be giving advice and insights on social media addiction and how it can be managed. Friend, but your phone has been popping off. Please check it. Friend, I posted this picture on Instagram. And of course, you know I always do the right thing. Content creation 101. Wow, I bet your DMs are full of people trying to shoot their shots. You did not lie, my friend. But honestly, I just wish my man could repost it. For some reason, he doesn't post me or repost any of the pictures on his social media. Hi, bo! You know, they must post his girl. A man must post and not forgetting he must be bowling with money. No way! <laughs> Due to the effect that it has on the brain, social media is addictive both physically and psychologically. According to a new study by Harvard University, self-disclosure on social networking sites lights up the same part of the brain that also ignites when taking an addictive substance. Today on the show, we're going to be talking a little bit about the different facets of people's lives that affect social media addiction. So social media addiction is real. And now I'd like to call on Kiamo Khetswe to talk about her experience of social media addiction with regards to friendship. I believe social media within the scope of friendship can go either way. It can be a platform to express your love for your friends and an essential tool in sustaining said friendships. Often one would not immediately see how social media can have the opposite effect, especially when one is addicted to it. It is often the case that instead of finding solace in friendships, we find comfort um, from strangers. Social media can take up significant space that human interaction almost feels like a chore instead of something that is meant to fulfill us. If I apply this exact statement in my life, there are many instances where I felt that I was neglecting my friends because I feel like in the time that we're living in, Social media takes up a significant amount of time and you don't even see the time going by. So I could um, come home from school and I'd immediately go on my social media platforms, check Instagram, check Twitter, and my friends don't even reach out to me or I don't even reach out to my friends. And that one sporadic call out of maybe after two weeks and I'm finding out all of these developing events in my friends' lives. Or my friends are finding out all of these things and we wonder where did the time go? I felt like when certain friendships um, deteriorated because of the fact that we weren't checking up on each other enough, that is when social media actually showed me another side of it, a darker side that almost we get wrapped up in this online world that we forget to actually check on those that are close to us. And we take it for granted that they'll always be there because they're supposedly a phone call away. So I think that is the underhanded effect social media has had in my life. That's a really personal experience, Kiamo And I just want to go now to Jessica, who's going to be telling us about social media and the effect that it has on mental health. Yeah, so social media is something that can be quite detrimental to a person's mental health because it affects areas of your mental health, like depression, anxiety, sleep deprivation, and it even creates a mindset of envy in a way. Uh, although it hasn't necessarily been seen that social media can cause depression, it definitely has a way of exacerbating it. 
um, because it essentially intensifies pre-existing symptoms and causes a decrease in social activity, which in turn can make a person feel lonelier. But this can also be seen in the case of sleep deprivation and spending countless hours on social media, both before bed and right as you wake up can actually result in a person losing valuable sleep. And this lack of sleep can facilitate moodiness, intensify existing problems such as depression, anxiety, and especially attention disorders as well. And I think this is something that I have personally experienced because I know I am definitely guilty of checking my phone right as I'm about to go to bed, right as I wake up, and it just keeps my brain active for so much longer that I'm not sleeping the recommended amount. And I'm definitely a lot more moody for it. But then social media also creates a source of anxiety. And this is made worse the more you invest into it. People feel this pressure to respond instantly and have these picture-perfect posts that create a heightened anxiety because you feel like you're failing at life if you don't have what you see as this picture-perfect life as portrayed on social media. And it does this exact same thing when it comes to self-image. Like, if you don't look like that society perfect person on social media, you somehow feel as if you're not good enough. And this can lead to things like eating disorders and poor mental health, such as depression. 100%, Jess. I think that's very true. Also, um, in my opinion and in my instances and with social media addiction, that's exactly how it happened and that's how it um, affected me. It's affected me in the biggest area of my life, my religion and my sense of spirituality. It has put my belief system in a cage, so to say. Um, I'm a bother religious and spiritual person and where I come from, these two coexist and these components feed off um, each other. But that has changed because of the monster that is social media. Now, I mean, with Especially with Twitter now, I can't voice out that I'm a Christian and that I also acknowledge my ancestors. That is frowned upon. Um, people just don't think that these two co- can coexist, especially in that space. Too many online spaces, those words are foreign, as I've just said. Um, they can never coexist and mix. For instance, on, in, on my old Twitter account that I ended up deleting, I was actually bullied into deleting um, the Twitter account to the point where I had no other resolution but to delete it. I had tweeted something along the lines of my ancestors and the almighty really do come through for, for the girl. And this person just attacked me and all that I stood for. And I mean, this has been an occurring trend as of late. I remember the other day it was um, Ancestors Day. It was a Saturday. I can't remember the exact day, but I think it was somewhere in May. And people were just like, but you guys portray yourselves as Christians, but now you're celebrating Ancestor Day. People don't really stand up for stand up for each other on social media. They just think that social media is that vile space, um, and then they just need to go, go out and attack people for what they believe in, what they say, and basically attack their characters and who they are, and that um, in many ways do affect me and other people as well. Thank you so much for that, Jessica, and Mandisa as well. That was a fantastic point. I just wanted to ask you, you know, to follow on from that, after after those incidents happened to you personally, has it altered the way you approach social media? Have you now maybe stopped or avoid avoid posting anything relating to your religion or spirituality in that sense? Has it changed the way you look at social media? 
like I think you can tell from my social media account now, especially on Twitter, I don't post. I just retweet sports related things or thing or, or work stuff. But like I don't post. I don't even feel the need or the urge to say something on social media because I know I'm gonna get bashed um, from my previous experiences. So for me, it has sent into such a valve space, and I can't just voice out my opinion or I can't just like tweet to the skies gray for instance or blue i I just can't because i know it it has really traumatized me someone with a little different view on social media addiction is ntando ntando what's your experience been like well for me i can't say social media addiction has been entirely bad um it's actually had quite a positive impact on my life um my obsession with with twitter influencers like kosher karen the dividend puppy and the fed wallet instilled in me a serious saving culture the constant and consistent exposure to these people put me on a path to financial independence. Uh, I think I do believe that sometimes social media addiction can improve a person's life. So um, I'm of the view, a different view from everyone else, that uh, some addictions can be good. Uh, like, for example, some people on Twitter are addicted to exercise, and that's overall good for your health. Some people are addicted to financial people, and that really does improve the financial standing of a person. I'll give an example. When I started following people like uh, the Fat Wallet Show, uh, I learned important um, savings concepts such as saving 10% of your salary, paying off debt, investing in low-index uh, tracking funds, and things like that. So I do think that sometimes social media addiction can have a positive impact on a person's life. It's not only mental health problems and uh, addiction, and sometimes it can be good things. Uh, so I, I, I will say that there's no such thing as having too much money. Uh, and I don't think that such a thing has been too healthy. So I don't think I agree with you on that point. Uh, but I do think that there, there are some things that are just too bad for you. Um, the, the more you do of them, the, the worse your life will become. But I think with most things, more is actually good. Wow, I wish I could relate, Ntando. You know, for me, social media addiction is a double-edged sword. I mean, yes, I understand when it comes to finances. You know, as you're saying, I do enjoy being on social media. But I mean... I constantly, I am constantly exposed to the online standards of how my relationship should be, for instance, you know, how my partner should not have a text or pick and pay card or how he should always be the one to reach for the bill. But also money does not really bother me that much. If I have money, I will spend it on my partner and I'll definitely have fun doing so. But for me, social media addiction reflects when it comes to posting my partner on the web. Yes, I know that it is not recommended and I understand why. But, you know, I tend to want to post him here and there because, you know, I like the photo. And it's a symbol of a great moment like I do with my friends as well. But he's not really into posting me that much, you understand. And I've always known him as a very private person. But, you know, posting me on his social media would feel great. Just to make sure that we're on the same page, if you get what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a prerequisite for a relationship, but... There's something about posting your partner and having them equally post you too. So I try. I try not to obsess over it. I'm still fighting it. You know, Nandumisa, I absolutely love that. Because for me, social media has always been a memory-capturing diary. And keeping these moments of that, that you just feel are symbolic to yourself and to your personal life and that you can look back on, those are elements of social media that I absolutely love. And I also love how you call it a double-edged sword. So I'd like to ask you, or anyone for that matter, can come in on this one how do you guys feel about social media addiction in terms of overcoming it how do you feel what do you feel rather is the way forward 
Rosine, I think beginning with my point, I've definitely learned that it's important to strike a balance, you know. Much like everything in life or how multifaceted our lives are, you need to balance this aspect with your life with the other. So one, I've acknowledged that social media is part of my life. It's part of my daily routine. And I don't even want to get to the point where I fight it. I think I want to approach it in terms of embracing it, but as well as making sure to cover every all of my bases. So in me embracing social media and understanding it's part of my daily routine, I also need to incorporate checking in on friends. I need to literally, if I need to schedule in, check up on a friend between three to four, then that's what I need to do to make sure that everyone or everything in my life is getting adequate time. Because I believe that you need to nurture the things that you value and you need to protect the things that you believe in. So balance for me is my takeaway. Um, You know, for me, Razine, in trying to resolve this addiction that I have with social media and its effect on my relationship, I'm trying to find a balance, as Kia also just said now, you know, how important it is. I mean, he reassures me every day. You know, he does a lot of things apart from just the online presence. So it's just trying to find solace in the online, I mean, the offline world and the on. Yeah, in the offline world, basically. Um, so for me, I've just resorted to literally taking myself out of this space. I just go there for pure entertainment now. It's such an entertainment space for me right now. Would you say you compartmentalize yeah. your social media? Yeah, like I've literally, like for me, social media right now is literally that space where I just get, um, I log in just to see what's happening around me. It, it, I'd never post about myself, um, even if I get a job. Um, get a car, win the lotto. I'll never save on social media. It's just me. I never. Uh, for me, I would say uh, it reminds me of that old uh, Alcoholics Anonymous saying that first acknowledge you have the problem. Uh, I think the first step in resolving any kind of addiction is acknowledging that you have the problem. Uh, so I would say to anyone who's dealing with the problem uh, to firstly be cognizant of your usage of either Twitter or Instagram or whatever platform you may prefer. Uh, that's the beginning. That's the first step that you must do. Acknowledge you have the problem. Be aware of it. Are you waking up every morning looking at your phone? Or are you looking at your phone when you're with your friends? Only then can you really start the work of dealing with the problem. That's what I think I have to say on that. Um, I think something that stood out for me a lot is the word balance. And I think finding a balance is something that is crucial when dealing with social media addiction, especially for me in terms of sleep deprivation, let's say, is something that I need to have a cutoff time for myself. I need to say to myself, maybe the hour or hour and a half before I go to sleep is a no phone time. Or as soon as I wake up, I can only look at my phone an hour after I've gotten out of bed, I've gotten ready and all of that. I think it is just finding that balance that is going to make it healthier for you to use social media. And I think, unfortunately, it has become quite difficult because we live in a time where social media and other Internet-based products and everything have kind of taken over. Like a lot of jobs have moved online and everything. So we've given social media the power and it's kind of overtaken. And in some ways, we just need to find that balance to take some of the power back.
Thank you so much, guys. That truly was a very, very informative panel discussion. Next up, we're going to be going over to our social worker to get a little bit of a more psychological perspective on things. Uh, with us, we've got Fatima Tamutluasi, founder of Black Woman Caucus. Hi, Fatima. How are you doing? Can you maybe give uh, listeners a little bit of an introduction as to exactly what it is you do? Good evening, my name is Gidumetsi Fatimata Mutluati. I'm a feminist social worker. I am the chair and founder of Black Women Caucus, a feminist social movement that seeks to provide multi-pronged and cross-sectoral solutions to addressing social ills with a specific focus to gender-based violence. Okay, so first up, Fatima, I wanted to know what exactly would you say social media addiction looks like like any other addiction uh the sources of an addiction is when you feel you know uh compelled to spend excessive amount of time on a particular thing or inducing a particular substance in this instance when we speak about internet addiction we are, or, or rather social media addiction, we're speaking about a process in which somebody uh, feels the compulsive need to spend a great deal of their time on the internet to a point where it starts to affect, uh, to affect different aspects of their livelihood. So one of the major uh, uh, indicators one would look at when, when assessing an addiction is to what extent does this addiction or this activity affect uh, how you function, right? Functionality includes how you function at work, how you relate to other people, how you're able to take care of your well-being. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense, Fatima. Next up, I'd like to know, uh, would you associate the increased use of social media with COVID-19 particularly, or would you say it's something that was bound to happen regardless? I think um, to answer the question, you know, the rapid rise of the digital eras is, is inevitable. And in fact, you are more disadvantaged by resisting, you know, the Internet age or what we call the fourth industrial revolution. However, the COVID-19 pandemic, which resulted in national lockdowns across the globe, has meant that a lot of people have been homebound. A lot of people do not have the joys of interacting uh, strengthening interpersonal relations through physical activities such as meeting, going to the club, going out on dates, going to a picnic, joining a sports club. And so social media has been our next uh, space of doing so. Um, in this instance, um, uh, many people were subjected to being at home more often, more often alone. Some uh, were were faced with the challenges of confronting difficult home circumstances and in most cases people would find the support the networks the communities online i think it's important to note that although social media addiction does exist social media has also been very important in creating alternative uh, communities that transcend space and time which means we're able to see people across the globe you know in, in engaging in interaction and interacting on a single platform which is something that we should really applaud absolutely and then i wanted to know what reasons do you feel justify the social media addiction that we see now so much so that social media affects us greatly even while we're offline 
I do believe that there is a uh, there's a huge uh, there's a huge dependency on social media. I think it's important to note, you know, what some of the physiological, uh, you know, processes that happen when we when we are on social media. You know, the motion of of uh, lifting your finger, swiping your finger uh, on your phone releases dopamine. You know, which is a happy kind of drug, and so that sensation, uh, you know. Uh, in relation to the action, you know, uh, becomes something an individual is addicted to. Uh, more, most often, social media also becomes an important place for us to escape reality. Most people are able to curate their realities, live different lives through social media uh, versus those of their own. Social media is also an important place, and as we've seen, uh, for escaping, you know, some of the challenges in our reality. Uh, some of the some of the more popular slogans that have come out is that we're a happy we're a sad generation that takes happy pictures, and that's precisely because social media allows us to curate and to pretend uh, certain realities to help us to deal with the incongruencies we see in our livelihoods. However, as I said before, that it's important for us to note that although social media does have its extremely um, a detrimental effects it is also really positive in helping those who may not have the necessary support structures to find alternative forms of support and community and then fatima from what you've observed what are the effects of social media addiction like what, what can it lead to the high intake of social media, you know, has been seen as, as 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 a driver and trigger in a lot of the mental distress that we see. I think it's important for us to know that what we consume online has a direct implication on how we comprehend ourselves. So even understandings of self-worth are affected and confidence and self-esteem because of the unrealistic expectations placed online, which if, if not mitigated or managed, can cause a person to feel extremely isolated, alienated, depressed, and sometimes might even, you know, trigger suicide ideation. And then finally, Fatima, I think something that everyone has on top of their tongue right now, a question that everyone's been waiting to ask you is, is there any way or ways that you can perhaps recommend on how we should make use of social media for those of us that truly can't avoid it, perhaps in a way that's not detrimental to the facets in our lives? I think it's important, like any other substance we take, whether it be, you know, um, you know, they always say too much of a good thing becomes bad, right? And although we've established that social media, and we've seen over the past decade that social media is, you know, it's, it's a growing social phenomenon and it continues to influence and shape our, how we engage with one another. But what is important is that we do live in the moment. So let us not deprive, you know, ourselves of the human process of living in the moment and not always curating what we hope the moment to be like very important uh, is to manage time consumption on social media so give yourself give yourself times give yourself deadlines you know uh, be and be very much disciplined in that it's important to know that you're not going especially if you are struggling with social media addiction you know, suddenly deactivating your account the next morning might not be the best way to deal with the social media addiction. But we need to understand what is it about social media that you find so much closure and, and solace and and 
is are you maybe projecting to certain unresolved issues that you may have with yourself so it's always important like many you know sources of addiction uh, like many addictions rather that they do have sources that are largely linked to our own personal experiences and it's very important to explore that nonetheless i do and i would like to continue to promote healthy use uh, and moderate use of social media but also understanding that social media as much as it has a dark side can be used as uh, and we've seen is quite instrumental in advancing for change thank you well there you have it that concludes our episode on social media the invisible enemy thank you so much to our panel kiamo hetsue jessica mandisa ntando and nandumiso for what was quite an informative discussion and then of course ketumetsi fatima tamutluasi founder of black woman caucus chatting to us our expert here today really really interesting questions that we've had and really really interesting answers that she's given us thank you so much for joining us and of course be sure to keep an eye on we should be writing a vets vuvuzela podcast for future episodes on some really exciting topics that's it from me resin gata cheers for now